Welcome back to Articulate with Steve McJones. Now this, this feels like a classic Articulate episode, dude. And, and I'm not just saying that because the latter 20 minutes of the episode are just solely about Weezer. <laughs> but because, you know, this is a guy, Pete Eckenroth, who comes on to talk about his taste in music and his experience with listening to music and the best mediums. And he's just a person who loves music almost as much as I do. Maybe more, maybe a little less. We don't have to like compare. It's like, I mean, obviously I have a smaller dick, it's fine. But you know, it it just feels like we're having a a very natural conversation. And yeah, I just, uh, I was a very big fan of re-listening and editing this episode just because it just felt, like I said, like kind of comfy and a warm, old articulate episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do and enjoy. Thank you. Apparently, that was a whole thing. Yeah, got lost in the woods. (laughs) Like, Uh, with that chair, if you want, it has like a a car seat thing on the side where you can like lean it up if you want. I got you. Or chilling, you know. You you do. Just letting you know. Hell yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Pete Eckenroth. How you doing, sir? Sub skaters. (laughs) How are you guys? All right, all right. So we actually met. Probably Two Street, right? Or I mean, yeah, probably Two Street or South Raven. House. One oh yeah, South Raven, House. Yeah. Or you know, one of the regular. An open mic. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I think actually one of the first. It was South House because I we were with Trent Nelson and I brought up Rivers Cuomo and you're like Rivers Cuomo, dude. I know Rivers Cuomo. Dude, I've got hot takes about Rivers. <laughs> yeah. Well, well. So Weezer, let me tell you, is my favorite band. I'm not proud of it, but they're they are just like. They hit right when I was like an adolescent, you know, teenager with angst and, you know, listen to Pinkerton and... Yeah, and no, Pinkerton, my, my, my initial hot take on Rivers Cuomo is that Pinkerton, the second half of Pinkerton, if it was just those five songs mm-hmm. from The Good Life onwards, <laughs> then it would be the greatest album ever recorded. You don't like the first five? No, I do. Okay. I do. But, like, just those six songs in succession mm-hmm. is just, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just al dente. You're yeah. just like, no, you got it right. Like, this is it. Oh! And then they've been trying to hit that same... Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that is the watermark for the rest of Weezer. Yeah, I don't I don't know. So I got into them, like, right after Everything Would Be Alright in the yeah. end came out. And, like, right before White Album. And, again, another thing that helped, it was, like, I was right at that right age. And then, I, like, a girl said it was their, her favorite band. And I was like, oh, sure. what should I like listen to? What should I start with? She's like, um, I don't really know. Just like the entire discography is really good. So I like, <laughs> I was like, okay. And I just listened to it like literally blue to the end of everything will be all right in the end. And I was like, that is a trip, dude. <laughs> Going through all that, man. Yeah, it's a trip. It's yeah. like, I do like that how they've definitely like became adults <laughs> yeah. throughout it. And like, I like that. Like, cause there's not a lot of. There's a lot of musicians who you were like, oh, this is like a corporatized attempt at something. You know what I mean? Like, Weezer's always been on a major label. They're always so like, it's like, are they actually these nerds? Are they actually? <laughs> and then you're like, no, he's a dork. Yeah. <laughs> he's a dork always. But he's like, he's not an incel anymore now, guys. At like, least he's, he's not like, an incel. He's building. <laughs> <laughs> there was As opposed there. to like, if you're like a Madonna fan and she's been talking about being out on the floor for 40 years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, no, at some point your knees stopped working. Like, <laughs> you have a bad hip now. You can't be grinding on everybody, Madonna. Oh, man. Poor Madonna, dude. Poor Madonna. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, that was kind of like, again, that was one of the first bands. So like, it, it's funny, my music taste before like eighth grade was just me, 
you know, listening to like pop radio and like whatever my brother and sister kind of had on at the time. And then eighth grade, there was like, I started hanging out with like a hipster chick and it was like, <laughs> I got into the Arctic Monkeys and like all that good stuff. Uh, and then the Weezer thing happened. So those were like my first like introduction into like, oh, this is my taste now. Like these are my things. So what music did your parents like? Yeah, so it's funny though because like, how because I feel like that question. is like the largest thing that people don't acknowledge. Like it's always it was always what my brothers played or like what my friends showed me, and it's like well no, but your parents had a stack of CDs in the mm. car. It is well, and the reason I think a lot of people don't acknowledge it is because like you grew up with it, so it's like just kind of sounds like natural background music to you. But you're one hundred percent right. Like yeah. there's a lot to be acknowledged there. So like my dad, and that's the thing is like I didn't acknowledge that really until you know early uh, mid-college I guess so probably like 1920 so like I was more focused throughout high school on like forming my own instead of acknowledging that they had introduced me to all stuff so like my dad played like like Jack Johnson and like Bob Marley he was really big uh, Neil Young guy so I like my dad's also a big Neil Young guy what that is a Neil Young I don't I think that that is (laughs) Neil Young I think is the great like dad unifier yeah it's yeah. like no nah, no matter what you like neil young has got a spot for you <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. whether you're a harvest moon dad or a cinnamon girl dad <laughs> you're you're a neil young dad <laughs> right right yeah so what about you um, um I guess. so i guess my my mom listens to barry manilow's greatest hits nice with regularity it's a good uh and also duran duran's greatest hits really which I honestly think had much less to do with my interest than what my dad... Like, my dad's a deadhead. Oh. And I'm not, like, super into the dead, but I think it immediately gave me the green light to be like, you can listen to shit that other people won't be able to stand, and that's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, you're allowed to explore what that is. Yeah. Uh, so when I was a kid, that became ska very early. Oh, really? Like, I was a ska kid all through middle school. Uh, so, like, uh, Warped Tour? Uh, I went to Warped Tour like two or three times, but I wasn't, I wouldn't exact, I was also a scene kid later. Okay. But I, uh, yeah, but I was really into Real Big Fish and Less Than Jake, uh, Skank and Pickle. <laughs> yeah, all that good from Operation Ivy, and I was like, a, well, well, got in the punk a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so, well, so I guess, well, I wanted to acknowledge, first of all, Duran Duran, like, my mom was also, like, big in, like, The Cure and, like, kind the of. The Cure, yeah. yeah. Like, Poppier Smith's type of stuff, too. Yeah. But, and so, like, that, I think that uh, gives me, like, a little bit of range, like, with my dad. But how do you get, how do you jump from, like, Barry Manilow and the Grateful Dead to, like, Scott? Uh, so, I guess, like... There had to have been some, like, okay, outside so my, influence. My dad right? was also super into, like, uh, was, played a lot of Motown, really, like, Otis Redding. So, like, I always kind of liked, like, the horn section of all of that stuff. Okay. But I don't know. I think I was a... Honestly, I think it was being a band kid. Like, I played bass in, like, the middle school band. You were a band kid? Yeah. Not really. Only in, like, middle school. But it was enough time to learn, like, to become friends with enough people with trumpets (laughs) that I was like, I want all my friends to be able to join my band. Yeah. And and the Mighty Mighty Boston's eventually found and was like, hey, dude, we can have... You're telling me we can have 14 people in a band and people will like it? All right. (laughs) This will be be sick. All the gang. All the gang. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, you were also an Eagle Scout, correct? I'm an Eagle Scout, yeah. And currently, still. Yeah, you always You don't have to do it. always (laughs) an Eagle, yeah. You don't got to renew your certification or anything. Were you doing that at the same time as you were a band kid? I was doing that forever. (laughs) I was, so I started in Scouts in first grade as a Tiger Cub, the earliest you can be. I was a Tiger And I aged out of Boy Scouts. Like, I made Eagle when I was 16 and just stuck around. <laughs> so I got all of my palms twice. Like I was just, I just loved it. I loved every part of it. Did you win the uh, 
the the racer, the car racer. Oh my god, the Pinewood Derby. The Pinewood okay, Derby. I came in second one year. <laughs> he and said, "Oh my god, the Pinewood." Yeah, dude, I came to I came in second one year. My dad had built like a Baja truck, like the ones that do like the like the, the Dakar rally. We like had he had made me one of those. Like we'd had we'd worked on it together. Yeah. Also, the amount of kids whose dads would just make the shit for them yeah, was bullshit. Like my was. dad, my dad like wrote out like a little form, like sketched it out for me. But I was downstairs for eight hours with a fucking coping song <laughs> at like nine my dad's like you're gonna figure it out I don't know dude call me if you need me to call an ambulance like other than that you've got it nice nice uh, well that's yeah. good uh, you know, but my, my brother won and I was real jealous Damn. When, your yeah. brother was in it yeah. is he an Eagle Scout he is well? not he quit ha. like star ha. what a nerd yeah dude what a geek dude my, my sister almost made got her gold award in Girl Scouts and like just bailed last minute and like I it's really about the consistency. Yeah, know? it's just, I don't know. Also, I think it has to do with what else you're good at. Mm. Like, I, until I started doing, not to bring back anything to do with comedy, but like, as a kid, like, before stand-up, the only thing that I did that, like, I was consistently good at was, like, I was good at Boy Scouts. Like, I figured it out. I knew what to do. <laughs> I knew how often I had to work at it. I had to practice my knots. Like, I knew what was up. Yeah. But I wasn't good at school. I wasn't necessarily good at sports. Like, it just mm. wasn't... It just kind of came, it was more of like a, t- a talent originally rather than like a skill. That you I don't even know if it was from. a talent. It was just like a very clear, uh, it just worked in your mind basically. Well, so yeah. what about band? Like was band oh, like a... So like, I don't know. I played bass. I still play bass. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I wasn't, uh, I'm not good at it. Like I'm, I could, I could play a lot of punk songs, but like I'm mm-hmm. not like, a, I'm not a virtuoso and mm-hmm. like I didn't want to play in the marching band in high school. Like that's just felt... A little sus. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. But also, I did more sus things. Like, I did the choir and theater in high school. So. Yeah, I did choir in seventh and eighth yeah. grade, dude. That was, uh, that was fun. I think that... I don't know, dude. I I respect uh, people that do it and, like, get really into it and, like, do, like, show choir and, like, you know, actually put a lot of work into it. But for me, we were in seventh and eighth grade taking choir, and it just felt like our teacher was taking it so seriously, dude. Yeah. Like, like yelling at us for like not hitting the right notes, and it's just like, dude, like we're singing yeah. and we're also in seventh grade. You know, <laughs> this is junior true. high school, dude. You need yeah. to chill out a little bit. <laughs> but I think a lot of I met a lot of cool people who like showed me like a lot of cool music through that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I got really in the Streetlight Manifesto because yeah. I think that that's like. I think Streetlight Manifesto, much the same way that Neil Young is for dads, <laughs> is like if you're a white dude between the ages of like 33 and not 14, yeah. like you, you fuck with Streetlight. Like there's, there's, not, there's no way you don't at well, some point. if you play like a trumpeter. I, had a, I know a guy that was really into him that played saxophone that was like, they're my shit. Like, yeah, I dude. Streetlight Manifesto. Dude, that's us shit. He was also into like, he got me kind of into it too, but like. Uh, like brass tracks and like like bands that just do solely yeah, big bands and yeah like, but it's like trap music that they play with like uh, like orchestrated instruments yeah it is really cool I'll show you a song after this if you want 3am bounce dude it's a it's a it's a bop but I, I so I was saying like I think that I think that uh, I'm jumping all over the place my bad dude no, jam you're... bands my dad liking the Grateful Dead was like the thing that gave me the okay and part of that was like when I was 12 I started going to this music festival with them called the Gathering of the Vibes yeah, it was in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And what year was this? 20... Probably started going like 2011. Okay, before Vibe was overused. Yeah, before okay. Vibe was overused. It was <laughs> Gathering the Vibe. It started in 1996, the year Jerry Garcia died. Oh, wow. Uh, so, so it was like a dead festival. But that year, the headliners were 
it was like uh, Rat Dog, which is like a Grateful Dead, like Bob Weir's band from mm. Grateful Dead. But then it was like uh, The Roots, Primus, Jane's Addiction, Elvis Costello. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. It's a whole... I was like, this is a fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Like, this is... Wow. Yeah, it's a whole world. Like, and it's weird when you find that, like, kind of relating it to to Warped Tour, because I I don't have anything like that, but, like, you know, you find, like, a subgenre... Like, again, I started with pop, right? Like, everybody does, or, like, whatever. But, um, like, when you realize you get into, like, one genre... And then you realize it's not just like a sliver of a genre, dude. It's a whole world of a niche that is like you've never even realized existed. And uh, how did that? How did that play out for you? That concert. It was so I, I was allowed to like wander free, which I think is how I found all because my dad was not going to like sit through Jane's Addiction. He was yeah. like, "Yeah, I didn't like this when this was popular." Like, um, yeah. But he's like, you know, if you need an ambulance, that's when you. Yeah, but he was like, like run, the, he was like, run back to the campsite if you see something crazy happen. Just let me know. Yeah. Um, but also, like I was saying, my dad's been sober since I was like ten. Mm. So he he's in this group called the Wharf Rats. He oh he plays. He no 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 no. He's in a group of fans of the Grateful Dead called the Wharf Rats, <laughs> which are there's uh, people in recovery that are still deadheads. So, oh. like, so there's like thousands of them at all of these festivals. Anytime you're at a concert and you see a dude with a yellow balloon. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You think it's nitrous, but it, they're the sober people <laughs> in the field trying to make sure that the people who are sober can get to them. Oh, wow. So, like, anytime I got into any trouble at those things, I, there'd be a call immediately. They'd be like, we saw your kid in a mosh pit. <sighs> Which was good. It was good because I was 12. And they were like, Pete tried to fight an adult man. Like, Should I grab him or are you going to let him learn a lesson? Like, what are we yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was... It was insane. It was. I remember hearing Primus, and as a, a ten year old who played bass a little bit, being like, "You're telling me this can be a lead instrument? Mm-hmm. You're telling me that this an entire band can be based around me slapping a bass? <laughs> slapping the bass, man! Slapping that bass, man! I slap it up, yeah! This is crazy. It's like, this is everything I've always wanted. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that and did that lead you to get more into, um, you know, playing or for more? a while, okay. but. I don't know. I I'm not good at. Okay. <laughs> quick uh, quick tangent. What what is? It, I mean, like, how would you rate like listening? Like, so concert is obviously the best way to experience music. I think, right? For some people. Okay. This is what I want to ask you about. What do you? How do you rate the mediums uh, to listen to music? Okay. So ultimately, concert the live experience is the variable because mm-hmm. it's like. If you're a good musician, if you're a fantastic musician, I'd love to see, I would prefer to see you live every time. Right. But don't see your heroes live anymore is kind of what I'm like. If anymore. You, if you've adored an elderly person, a person that is now elderly, mm-hmm. you don't need to go see them do that. Like, there's no, like, I don't know. Bob I saw, Dylan, we were just talking about Bob Yeah, Dylan. I saw Bob Dylan like three years ago at Firefly. Yeah. It was rough. Really? It was, like, genuinely rough. Oh, man. And, like, I saw Neil Young, though. Same, like, equally old person. Yeah. Still rocking. Really? I was like, okay, well, maybe there's hope in it. (laughs) But, like, Paul McCartney had no voice by two-thirds of the way through, like, when I saw him a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And, like, that was four years ago. I can't imagine he's got any better since (laughs) then. Like, I... Botox should really do so much for Sir Paul. Like. Yeah, but Paul's like been. I mean, he just put out a new album. That's man. what I'm saying though. But in the studio, it's great. Like mm-hmm. I've listened to the new Paul McCartney album. It's good. Like mm-hmm. I no complaints about it. Yeah. So like I think that that is 
kind of the thing. I think I think so, vinyl is the best way to listen to music. Oh, really? Recorded though, but I think that like honestly, just everything digitally is better for everybody. Like it's easier. But like the first time you play a vinyl, like a record. Is the most is the best sound you're ever going to hear that music be played in, but the issue with vinyl is that it's constantly deteriorating. The more you play it, the less good that will sound. Yeah. So you're kind of stuck in that limbo where it's like, unless you want to buy the same album that you loved eight times, yeah. so you can hear it in the best quality, just find someone who recorded it well. <laughs> Put it on like Spotify. Put it on Spotify. Yeah, find a remaster. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's. I was gonna say though, like for me at least, I I used to. I don't know. I haven't been to a concert in a while, so it's like I've kind of lost the memory of it, yeah. the freshness of it. But I used to, at least in high school, consider um, like listening to music in a car almost to be better than listening to it uh, even live sometimes because <laughs> I know it's weird, but it's because it's like. First of all, it's like right there. You're like, you know, front row, yeah. like right in your ears, everything. It's just you in the car and or even with like sharing it with one close friend or something. And like you can play all the best songs, like the songs that you know are about to hit right now and or like the album, you know, and, and really like get into it. And, yeah. And uh, well, yeah. I think I think listen to music in the car if you're the driver. Okay. Is the best listening to music. Okay, I don't know what your rules in your car is, but if you're driving, if <laughs> I'm driving the, the car, I have the aux. Right, I have the aux until several vetoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Several, seven times. If people are like, "Can you please skip this?" I'll be like, "All right, all right, yeah. someone else take the aux for a little bit." Yeah, but like, I don't know. It, being in the car with somebody whose music you don't like. Is the worst way to listen to music. <laughs> like I have a friend who would only listen to like, I don't even know, SoundCloud R and B oh, in the man. car. Like That's no, fun. That's yeah, fun. they're just like like auto tuned, high tuned moan moan noises. I was like, Can we not. She's like, this is what I like. And I was like, okay, well, I would like to drive myself next time we go somewhere. <laughs> like, this is, That's this awesome. is painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but the power, I respect. Like, you respect the power. Okay. Yeah. At least you respect. So that there is some sort of sanctity within that medium of listening to music. Yeah. Um, what about like like headphones? Just like directly, like if they're big beats or like, uh, obviously, I think, I think the worst way to consume music is just people playing it off their phone. And just like walk, like yeah. that's the vibe. Like I don't well, know. I'm not a fan. Get a speaker, dude. I don't. As think. a <laughs> as a young hipster, mm -hmm. there was something about the tinniness of music being played out of my phone being reflected into a cup coming back out. Of it <laughs> I do remember that. that I things. really found charming. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh my god, it's like every album is a neutral Milk Hotel album now. <laughs> this is crazy, <laughs> and like. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I really liked it, but as I've gotten older, I was like, yeah, I, I'm just gonna go buy a speaker. Like, right. I don't. So need maybe it. changes at your stage in life as well. It changes your stage of life. Also, I think it has more to do with just like how how willing you are to be like, I want to see the weirdest frequency of this song can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, interesting. Like viewing, um, like listening to music in trying to get a different experience out of it. Yeah, like, I almost in a way that, like, the way people would, like, sample it or, like, chop and screw it, where you're like, okay, well, if you're changing, like, the pitch of it, like, 
you know I mean? Like Lonely by Akon. Right. Do you know Lonely by yeah. Akon? Do, the actual song is like sad, but it's not like Lonely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but if you if you took that actual that like that thing and you played it through a cup, bounced against a wall while you're taking a shower, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna sound pretty fucking close. The original's yeah. gonna sound pretty close to what Kanye to what Akon <laughs> figured out. Like, yeah, yeah, he, he knew there was something there. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Dude, so like shower, actually, shower might be better than car. I never uh, compared the two. But. Yeah, with the proper amplification and mm-hmm. and neighbors and roommates who won't complain. Yeah, shower is the p- perfect place to listen to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it's a good way to time yourself because you'd be like, put on a playlist <laughs> that you don't like or that you're not in the mood for, and then just add as many songs as long as you want to shower for to the ox. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then the moment it gets back to the shit you don't want to hear, you're like, all right, it's time to shave and get out. Like, <laughs> just, gotta get out. Gotta. Yeah. But it does make for some very, very magical showers. It does, dude. You know? um, yeah, so then uh, I guess you probably started out with, the, you know, the Skull and Perry Manilow. I'm just <laughs> comparing Streetlight Manifesto and Otis Redding. Um, yeah. But, uh, and then from there, like, how did you see your taste change and grow, like, after that initial period? Um... So I did you like also f- like how did you get did you download it like did you oh uh, iTunes gift cards iTunes gift part, cards and oh, just yeah. watching shit on YouTube <laughs> until high school when I could add things to Spotify playlists yeah and then, uh, just have the ads every once in a while you know? right right but yeah so I became a scene kid after that's what I was gonna that must after, have changed oh, everything yeah okay so I guess I was already that's when the ears got pierced I stretched for a little I stretched, I had gauges for a little bit Just, and my parents were like you knocked the fuck off like, <laughs> cause I I did the I had the psyop up. The, 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 no, 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 no. I mean, I, I was running a psyop on my parents because I bought fake gauges when I first got my ears pierced. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll get the fake ones. They're just earrings with the backs on this side so that I could covertly stretch my ears yeah. and they'd think none the wiser. But I made the mistake of uh, just having like actual gauges in one day. Aww. And my parents were like, You can't be doing that shit. Yeah, don't do that. So, yeah, so, so the that... Sinkin, like, a day to remember is like top three favorite band ever oh, for yeah. me, dude. Like, <laughs> I like it, a day to remember personally. Which I I do like a day to remember. Oh yeah. Like again, it's not like my genre, but I mean they're like the best. They're the best of the genre. Right. Like that's yeah, exactly. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> uh so they just like, real quick comparison. Yeah. It's like I'm not in super into like um gay culture, but I don't have anything against it, but like uh my roommate last over the summer, he was like, Yeah, it's RuPaul All Stars season six is coming out. You know, watch it. I'm like I mean, it's all stars. Season, <laughs> season six. six. You like, have yeah. to, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, dude. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna do it, do it the best. Exactly. Like, yeah, get the best. But yeah, with so like a day to remember. Was, a day to remember. I don't even. I just. It felt like that. Just like someone lit a fire in my middle school, and it just <laughs> it just burnt on fire all yeah. the time. Like it was. Somehow, from sixth through eighth grade, we had like I don't know if your uh, middle school uh, yearbook had this thing, but they would have like a. Uh, like as vote on things, like the the school's favorite band was the school's favorite. Oh really? And a day to remember one all three years that I was in middle school, and they beat like Taylor Swift. They beat like yeah, it was insane. That's awesome. It was crazy. So your entire high school was scene. Kids. My entire middle school was just like full of scene kids or closet scene kids. Yeah, half of them like, killed themselves by now. Not the third, but yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's sad. I mean, I'm, half of those were plans, half of those were heroin. Don't you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, I live in the opioid belt. It's right. nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you're from same. I'm from Ohio. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Um, the but, Fenton Nation. The Fenton Nation, dude. <laughs> but yeah, so that a day to remember was probably like the biggest influence. And from them, they like for you, if you were into more like the ska kind of angsty stuff, then going into a day to remember, I bet the natural progression from there is probably either more like regular classic rock type <laughs> or like poppy rock type stuff. Okay. That's probably when you got into Weezer, right? So I was like, okay, so I got into Weezer with, uh, as like younger than all of that because I, my name is Jonas was on Guitar Hero True. 3. Yeah, that's So that just like, that just started the spiral. That just started <laughs> the whole, I was like, oh hell yeah, this is so cool. Yeah. And then I was angry in middle school so when I started with the ska, that's when Pinkerton came into play. Okay. It was like, cool dude, this guy also doesn't get girls. He gets me, dude. <laughs> Damn, dude, another girl he liked turned into a lesbian. I get that, dude. That's something I get, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, dude, Rivers understands. Okay. So then A Day to Remember, but and then into... A Day to Remember went into, like, uh, I don't know, briefly, like, Sleeping with Sirens, and, okay. like, all of those other... I I still like Pierce the Veil. Not Pierce the Veil. That's not even true. I, I don't like Pierce the Veil. Fuck Pierce the Veil. They suck. They suck. I adamantly hate them, and I'm not really sure why. Okay. You don't need a reason. You're allowed to hate things fuck, for dude, no Dude, fuck Pierce the Veil, dude. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Every time I listen to them, I'm like, I want to die. This is the worst. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. It's like yeah. Neck Deep. Like, I'm a pop, I still like pop punk. Yeah. And, like, people are like, dude, I love Neck Deep. And I was like, I don't like you. I don't know why. I just don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like people. There's no like good them. reason, but it's just, I feel that. I just, it's a feeling. I yeah, have. I feel like there's a problem with them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And then. Okay. So, all right, so I was still in the Real Big Fish, like, all through high school, but Sky and Data Remember were, like, mainstays until halfway through then. And then it just kind of turned into, I got really into classic rock, I guess. I got really into Rush. Really? Uh, yeah, I got super into Rush. I got into, like, Yes, and uh, a little bit of, like, Dream Theater, which I, I regret the Dream Theater. I What's like, uh, Dream Theater? Really. Uh, they're just a prog rock band. But they're, like, the, like... The prog rock. The prog rock band of like modern okay. music. Almost like, uh, I don't feel like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of something like where it's like, everyone's like, I don't know, I don't know if psych rock is really a thing now, but if it is, it's them. Right? Okay, okay. Cool. Yeah, well, and so that sounds like a, it was a, again, it started initially from you playing a band and then just kind of like developing it from there. And like the, did, what were your main influences, do you think, as you, like... Because I thought after high school, I think, again, I got really into, like, Weezer and everything, right? And, like, alternative rock and, and you know, almost indie pop a little bit. Uh, and then into college, it was like, okay, I need to, like, listen to music that other people listen to maybe sometimes. So I had to adapt and, like, start listening. I was like, all right, let me see if I can get into any sort of, like, sure. R&B, uh, hip-hop, um, you know... In a way, it was almost a fit in, but then eventually it just started kind of hitting too, you know. So, well, you went to big boy college out the jump, right? Right. So I went to community college, uh-huh. and that meant that I got to live in my inclusive music bubble for another <laughs> like two years. Yeah. I think the only reason that I have any concept of any modern music that happened from like twenty seventeen to like. <laughs> last year two years ago yeah. was because i got a subaru cross track and it came with a year of Sirius. really so i listened to xmu like the college rock station all yeah. the time and then when i worked at community college when i went to community college i like worked at the radio station oh really so like i had like 
you know, I had friends, and I had a friend named Lindsay in high school who would just be like, hey, this is, you should, you should listen to cool. that. Yeah, I didn't know you listened. Uh, What'd you do in the radio station? Oh, uh, so I just, like, I helped around for the first semester, and then my second semester I had a show called Pete's Pop Punk Pizza Party, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> where for an hour I would eat pizza and DJ pop punk songs on nice. the radio. It was very nice. Did it did it blow up? Was that how you started? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Let me <laughs> tell you, uh, that's what started this this, this lucrative career. Yeah. Well, of, of comedy and nine well, grand a year doing comedy. Yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to kind of. You brought it up on a cautious podcast yeah. actually, but you were talking about comedy and how it's like, dude, if you do it for like 10, 15 <laughs> years, you know, you'll it, find something. Yeah. Like, you like you'll there's gonna be like you'll get like a maybe. Like, after the first three years, if you can increase your fan base by, like, 8% every year, then at some point, that 8% is going to be enough to have some sort of stream of income, you know, or something like that. Um, yeah. And I was thinking about that a lot, and I was like, well, if you start comedy that early and, and get, build up that fan base, you could also build up, like, what you were talking about, like, things that you are naturally good at in general and have, like... Like, for me, it's like, if I do that, and then, like, comedy, and then say, you know, I learn how to write music, and you're good at music, yeah. and, like, start putting that out regularly. And, like, at the beginning, it's like, you're going to have to, like, bat, like juggle all these things and, like, learning all of them, which would be hard. But if you do them for, like, ten years, each, if you have four things that you put out into the interwebs, and each one has, like, again, a small niche following, it could be enough to just support you at yeah. that point, which is really, yeah. really cool. It's like an aesthetic-based and I think career. I think comedy is misleadingly difficult, I guess. Where, like, it seems a lot more, like, not Mm. so it's easy to make it or anything. But that, like, you're not... You could play... You could be the world's greatest jazz drummer in Milwaukee forever. Mm -hmm. Right? And there... You may have... You may never meet anyone ever in that time that could ever do a goddamn thing to help you yeah. on that journey. Right. If we're Kevin Bacon, like degrees of Kevin Baconing from <laughs> any A-list comedian, and you've been doing stand-up for a year? Uh, less than. Less than a year? Yeah. You're at worst two degrees away. Just other people you know currently. <laughs> Just other people you currently know. Yeah. It's like you're not gonna hang out for fifteen years and eventually you'll you'll find a wagon to hitch to. Like you'll yeah. find a career. Yeah. You just yeah. gotta Yeah, you gotta be willing to do dumb shit to get it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, which again is very interesting. So you ever think about starting up your uh, your bass playing career at all trying to get I mean in. sometimes yeah dude, I'm, dude dude during quarantine I was playing a lot of bass oh nice um me well also I was so it was a while there it was me and Lemaire and another roommate who all played instruments like Lemaire was learning how to play the saxophone oh really yeah and, it's, uh, I would love to learn the saxophone dude saxophone is such a beautiful sounding cool dude he sexy sounding dude he uh <laughs> so he got it cause uh, Jay Simpson okay Greatest comedian of all time, Jason Simpson. Jason. Greatest guitar comic. He uh, he bought a purple saxophone off of Wish, and then uh, and then May was like, "We're having a baby, Jason. You can't buy a saxophone. You can't be playing a saxophone when we're having an infant soon." Yeah. So Lemaire was given a saxophone. Mm. Like as soon as we moved in together, he was just gifted a saxophone. So he was just been playing the shit out of it. Yeah, is he been still playing it? Yeah, a little bit. Every once, every couple of days. Is he good? He's getting better. Nice. He's better. Do Steve Bickle? He came and like gave him a. He's a comedian who's in a really good band. Oh yeah. Uh, um, called, uh, what's it called? Sunny and 
Knockout, something like that. Yeah, but Sunny Knockout. It's Sunny Knockout. That's the name of his band. They're very good. Okay. Yeah. Do you think there is a relation between uh, music and comedy? Yes, in the sense that, like, I think that the I think that people who are willing to learn to play an instrument and want to entertain people are also equally willing to be a dummy on stage <laughs> yeah. and like make a fool of themselves. And all, Cause ultimately like, I think that that's just what it comes down to is like the people who are willing to be like, yeah, I want to go play a sax solo mm-hmm. are probably also willing to come tell you a joke. <laughs> like the confidence that is required to do that <laughs> is much higher than the confidence required for me to go to an open mic. So if you're capable of doing that, I'm sure that they have all of the, the innards necessary to do what we do. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, and I think there is something to be said about, like, learning it, too. Like, learning a, a, an instrument. Like, for me, I didn't get to start comedy until this year, right? Yeah. And a lot of the times it felt like I wasn't, like, I would always try to write jokes and things like that. But it felt like I wasn't putting it to, like, a, a, a basically, like, I was writing lyrics and I didn't know how it sounded with the music. Where, like, the music is, like, the people laughing, you yeah. know? And I think there is something to be said for, like, learning the guitar and, like, learning, like, the little strings and everything, but you got to be able to put it together to make the song and uh, things like that. I don't know how it works with brass. I don't fuck with, I don't fuck with brass. <laughs> I tried, I took a trombone lesson a long time. I was like, I just couldn't even figure out the lip shape. Like, I was like, I don't even, like, I tried to play the, play the flute one time, and I was like, I don't even understand how to make a sound with this, let alone, like... Yeah. play it well yeah yeah i was like i was like studying up right i was like i'm gonna learn the fingering i'm gonna do the whole thing and yeah. i was like that's this isn't the problem it's like, <laughs> i don't even understand from a physics perspective <laughs> how this makes noise like yeah so you're telling me i don't blow into it no i'm fucked i got no idea Dude, that's one of the most insane things that was like a big realization for me i think it happened like too late like in <laughs> high school where i was like wait if sound is like the vibration coming from like a string or from these like you know brass instruments, how do we get that exact same vibration to come out of our little headphones? You know, like, how is there like a full blown orchestra coming out of my ear? Like yeah, little dude, tiny pieces? it's fucking wild. It is wild. Dude, I don't science know. is the little tiny like instruments in the phone that do it. The like robots. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Why do you think Mr. Krabs got that violin, dude? He yeah. broke a phone. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. Um, I did want to ask. Well, I guess this is where I really want to nerd out about okay. music because we can again we we tapped t- tapped into it a little bit, but yeah. I wanted to before we got too far cover a lot of the basic stuff. But okay, so here exactly right here is where the rest is all about Weezer. So if you want to strap in for that, you know, feel free to. I just wanted to let you know what you were about to get into with this second half of this episode. Um, That being said, I do want to say it does, between me and Pete, give us a little bit more background and it is a lot more telling about our personality. So strap in. Okay, so did you listen up until their new stuff? or like I I get spotty Mm. with it. Like, I... Okay, so the album "Thank God for Girls" white album, dude. The white album, I think, was the last. After that came out, I was like, Ugh. "You didn't like that album?" Not that was like really. their like within Weezer fans, the white album was like their return to yeah. It, you it came it comes third for most people after really? yeah, Blue Pinkerton and then typically White, um, or now people really love Okay Human. 
because it's just like kind of the, well and back to the shack people like enjoy <laughs> back to the shack is good though i'll give you that yeah well people I'll really give you that the, i liked the singles from white album i guess i okay. guess that was the thing i liked back to the shack i liked uh i like thank god for girls well back to the shack is uh there's a uh, that was 2014 that was um oh uh everything oh. will be all right in the yeah end. okay and so people like that one when it came out because it's like oh they're trying to come back and do like the guitar thing again as opposed to doing like the weird indie pop type of thing yeah uh, and then White Album came out and it sounded like they weren't trying to do that anymore. They were just trying to, um, you know, come out with like a modern Weezer yeah. album that sounded Which like I, I'll give, I just think it was, I think maybe I, uh, the game didn't change what the players did. You know what I mean? Like I was like, I, I don't know if... <laughs> if Weezer, I was, in yeah, 2016, I, I yeah, I was be like, singing about... No, 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 no. It was like, I don't know if... I don't know if I'm the person who should be listening to Weezer anymore. Uh, I was like, I don't know if I need this anymore. I think that I, yeah, you know what I mean? Because like, I, I think that a lot of bands like that, or that have those type of, that like we have the attachments to from when we're young to an extent, like Weezer or Fall Out Boy or Panic at the Disco, Day to Remember, yeah. or even like a Day to Remember. They're a crutch. Mm. They're like, a, I don't have to go explore some other part of my personality <laughs> because I like this band. And I spent like three years from like probably the end of high school to like community college, like the end of me getting done at community college before I treasured temple being like a Pinkerton dude. Really? And then like, I got to a point where I was like, I don't, I don't need that. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not that anymore. Like that's not the person I am. Wow. This is no longer reflective of who I am. And like now, like I listen to again, the second half of Pinkerton because I'm like, these are just fucking al dente songs. Mm -hmm. But like, you don't, like tired of sex, dude. Tired, yeah, fuck tired of sex, dude. <laughs> dude. Like the good life is was probably I think like not this year, but the year before that was like my eighth most listened to song. Where I was oh, like, really? this is like still this is classic. This is a classic song, dude. Al Scorcher was always makes the top fifty. Yeah, fucking Pink Triangle. There most of the time was in the top five. I'm oh, like, really? this is this song is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Also, everyone's like, he's. He does look a lesbian. I was like, no, he loves the lesbian. What do you mean? <laughs> he adores the lesbian. He's like, I'm dumb. I'm sorry that I sexualized you and you're a lesbian. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I read into it. This is my dumb brain. Yeah. And yeah. everyone's like, he expected her to love him. Why can't you be straight? I was like, that you don't even get it, man. Yeah, you don't understand. This I love the progression <laughs> of Rivers Cuomo. Dude. Exactly. Dude, it's insane. And like at this point, so like, we would start at the beginning of just him being raised on like a monk farm or yeah, whatever. Yeah, a weird, is. a weird farm of, of just like hippies, just basically, yeah. And then somehow after that background, getting into like punk, like metal and like like tap guitar <laughs> tapping and just like yeah, crazy. Ingvi Malmsteen, <laughs> like, what? What are you doing uh, there, buddy? <laughs> yeah, and then like what I listened to basically, they were. They worked a bunch on the Blue Album, and they were like, oh, this is going to be like a hit. This is going to be huge. And then what happened was, uh, it was big, but with like sixth graders and like middle schoolers, and they were just completely let down at that point. And so it was like that initial let down, and then kind of going into like the Pinkerton era, where he's just like, well, shit, like that didn't work out, and like now I should go back to college and be an incel and uh, <laughs> and be like a nerd, right? And then see, I don't understand how. Never mind, that was a joke. I should not be making on a recording. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know how he like didn't like. I don't get. 
I don't care how you can be an incel after having a number one album, though. Exactly. Like, that is the thing about Rivers that always confuses me, where I was like, yeah, dude, I know you're, like, 5'7 and weird, but, like, you <laughs> you have the number one album in, like, True. the country. You're the front man of the most popular band right now. Yeah. Someone's gonna want to suck your dick. Just, Just stop, <laughs> stop telling everyone that no one wants to suck your dick, because someone will, but now they're thinking there's a problem with you. Yeah. Like, now there's a reason that people are seeing it and being like, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then imagine, so he's already like that, like you're saying, like he couldn't figure that out, right? <laughs> and then he comes out with Pinkerton and he's like, this is my, like, this is me. And he like puts that out there. And then people are like, fuck you, dude. What the shit was that? <laughs> They're like, river, ew, dude. That's just Rivers, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which for the record, I don't disagree with. Like, I love Rivers, but it is like, dude, like you're fucking nut. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, no, don't, you don't make a song yelling at a lady for being a lesbian. Like, I know it's a great song, but, like, maybe you could, like... Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, or, like, backpedal just a little bit. Just backpedal a little bit. I don't know, maybe don't open a single with, Goddamn, those half-Japanese girls. Like, maybe that's just not what you do. Maybe also don't assume that they all play the cello. That's racist. A little bit, a little (laughs) bit. Yeah, yeah. But, again, and then, so, like, the initial, then he got, like, crushed after that, right? Yeah. And then they're just like, you're the one, this is, I, I would like to debate, I don't like Green Album, dude. You love Green Album. Green Album, they're just like, alright, what can we do that's the most basic shit that people will actually enjoy after that bullshit Pinkerton that we put out? Look, you can... <laughs> okay, I'm gonna debate, I'm gonna, would you rather me debate it aggressively or in a way that you might actually take my side on? Can you do both? Can we go first? Okay, first off, shut your dumb whore mouth if you don't like (laughs) fucking... The Green Album has three, at least three, off the top of the noggin. (laughs) Actually, two off the top of the noggin. I was attributing Buddy Holly, and I don't... Mm -hmm. It does kind of seem like a Green Album I was like, yeah, but it's not. No, it's it's blue. That's blue. Um... Hashpipe, dude. Hashpipe, Island in the Sun, in the sun. Mm-hmm. dude. Um, oh my god, dude. Isn't the sweater song also on? Nope, that's no, blue album. No, that's blue. Fuck. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's so I mean, may, that might be it. It might be a lot of the things that I think are on. But I don't know, dude. Don't, uh, Hashpipe is great. Island in the I'm Sun is yeah, great. I agree. Island in like, the Sun it's is It's a good album. Great. Listen, it's and good. so I actually had this conversation. with And my it's a album. pop album. And if you accept that pop music is scientific if it's good it's good man yeah. it's got the hooks it's got the rhythm it's got good nice catchy lyrics yeah. and it doesn't fucking upset your day yeah like you can no well, that's why you I don't like turn it. off the radio when that comes on you go yeah you know what i mean like you it's they did what they set out to do. There's, I will, in Weezer's credit, I don't think they've ever put out an album that they did not accomplish the goal that they went out to achieve. Yeah. Do I think that the goal that they set out to noble? achieve is fucking the, a good one? <laughs> no. No. So I was like, it was a weird move there, dude. I like, also, I like that it's very obviously just Rivers. The way they made Panic the Disco is just Brendan Yuri. Yeah. Weezer is like, yeah, these are it's the same four dudes, but this is me. Like, yeah. this is me, and we all know this is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rivers is just like, all right, I'm going to write everything and also produce everything, and then you just do it. And you just like, do it. That's it. That's yeah. all you got to do. All you got to do. Yeah, yeah. But I, I agree. So I was talking about this with my uh, roommate, too, and okay. he's like, he was getting, you know, he's a little older, and so he was getting into him. Um, and he's like, yeah, imagine after Pinkerton, you're just like, you know, the Green Album comes out and like, you know, their worst song 
on the green album. You know, the on the Greed album, there's like a basic green album song. You know what I mean? Like it's still like it's amazing. You know, yeah. up when that when that initially came out and you only had those three albums, like green album, like compared to the other two. Yeah, but. Personally, for me, again, it's like I got into them after they came back with everything all right in the end in like 2014, and I had all the other shit to deal with. So after Green Album, there's like uh, like Maladroit, dude, uh, Make Believe, Red Album, okay. Early. Okay. Like, come on. Red Album? It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. It's like, that was my favorite. All right. I was making sure we're... Yeah. No. I was making sure. I was like, that, that was, that's the one that I will throw hands over. I was okay. like, don't even tell me Troublemaker and Pork and Beans don't fucking make your day. Yeah. Don't even. Dude. We just shook hands <laughs> over that guy's body. Yeah, dude. That was a fucking medieval friendship grip. Dude. Yeah. That was, that was a truce, dude. We're not... That's what I'm saying. Red Album was actually my fav- initial favorite after I listened to the entire discography. Because I'm like, dude, greatest man that ever lived? What, dude? And then like... Uh, going into like songs where like Pat's singing or like uh, Brian's singing on it, dude, and it's just like different and like oh, this uh, yeah one of their definitely best albums after yeah. that. Um, I did want yeah, you go. Ahead. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. Sure. I just to, just to see where your head's at. Who now? Will you ignore? Uh, I think we can admit that Weezer of today is not Weezer of before, and right. that there is there was a void left when Weezer stopped being Weezer. Mm-hmm. Who do you think currently? fills the same void, like, fills this, operates in the same space that Weezer filled. Like, what musician or band do you think is, like, collected the people that would have been Weezer fans if Weezer kept being like, I hate women forever. Um, that's an interesting question, because I don't, um, I don't really keep up with, like, it's weird, I keep... Like, modern music, I have a very specific taste, I yeah, think. Yeah, you listen to Bastille. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't really know, like, what, you know, the general public listens to that would, like, that, you know, I, I, I get all my music from, like, this, my Discover Weekly on Spotify yeah, and, uh, like, friend recommendations. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I would have to, I mean, it's probably a poppy band nowadays um, that has some sort of grit but i don't know like who who, who did you have honestly dude grit? i think that i think that sleeper pick might have been mac demarco that picked up really picked up the weezer kids actually that's not it because I, I, I did have a mac demarco yeah kid. my my friends that are still in the weezer and my friends that are into mac demarco is a circle like that venn diagram's a circle they're the same people right i think i think mac demarco per Okay, if you're taking Pinkerton as chapter as as Act One, mm-hmm. I think that like two is that what it's called? Or go ahead. Two, yeah, I think that two could easily be the second chap the ch- the Act Three to that, where it's like something happens in the middle, but now look how happy he is that he's mm. got a baby and he's got his baby now. Yeah. So it's pr- it, and like and that it like it projects the same. It's the opposite sides of the same coin. So mm. like it's. You know, Pinkerton is everyone is is Rivers being like, I just fucking why won't somebody fuck me? I want someone to love me and I want someone to fuck me. And can yeah. she please be half Chinese, like <laughs> <laughs> Japanese? All right, he's like, he's like, can she please be Asian? Right. And can I please see some mommy milkies, please? Man? Thank you. <laughs> and like Mac DeMarco portray like projects the opposite side of that, which is these. The, the actual core wants of the people yelling that that are like I just want I just want a woman 
who loves me and that I love and I want to have I want to be a husband and I want to build a family why I, this is the opportunity that I want this is what I'm longing for yeah so like it replaced the resentment for the dream of course <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for like, oh, this is fucking, let my baby stay. Yeah, <laughs> chamber of reflection. Yeah, dude, ooh. Yeah, it's, uh, that, I agree, that's a very, yeah. I think you're right, and I think, honestly, we have gotten softer anyway, so like a softer Pinkerton. We should be, for the record. Yeah. For the record, though, if, if, if Pinkerton came out today, if, I would be like, fuck with it, but maybe... <laughs> Not getting a poster for this band. Right. Like I feel like this that'll be a red flag in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. What about a Pulp Fiction poster? If I knew that would be a red flag. In a couple of years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that definitely makes sense. I like that progression. But you listen to OK Human. That's really when I get. I it. did. And you only liked the first three songs. Really? I mean, I didn't dislike it. it. Again, it's I found it. Be, it was pleasant background music, but I couldn't. Find As it. is most. Weekend. I didn't find myself like gripped into it. Mm. Really. Like, That's I like the first three. And again, Alu Gobi, give a little heart on Spotify. Dun, dun. I'll keep that in there. Like, dun, dun. Nice, dude. Fuck yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, did you listen to Van Weezer? I did, and I did don't. not like it. Yeah, so, I was going to say don't. Like, yeah, I listened to it when it came out. I was like, this will be sick. And then I was like, this is not sick. This is the worst. And then, like, they, a, they that just, whole covers album, I was like, I didn't like any of them. I Everyone loved like Africa, covers. and I was like, I why... They actually came out with a cover, another Toto cover called Rosanna. To I like, love Rosanna, dude. If you they're the the Rosanna covers, they did it because people were asking them to cover Africa, and so they just like they're just like fuck you guys. Let's, here's Rosanna, and like and then they came out with Africa. Dude, I actually like the rest of the yeah. covers too. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to do a bit actually about. I was like, did you guys know that in 2021? Weezer completely rips the Crazy Train riff, just to, like just rips it for a song, doesn't acknowledge it at really? all. Really? Yeah, it was in Van Weezer. Wow. It, yeah, <laughs> and it was just like I have, And the thing is, I kind of like it. Like I have to live with that. Like what do I? Like what is wrong with? Dude, it? I. <laughs> it's not good, and oh, and like Rivers' writing process now. Like that's the that's what we were talking about when we uh, first met. Is like what I kind of respect about it is like he's been keeping data, just data for like so long yeah. that all he has to do is like go into his computer. He's like, all right, I need to hear like I need a chord progression. Clicks like three buttons. Is like, all right, that's the chord progression. He's like, all right, what lyrics can I put to this? Kicks like an Excel sheet. Does like enter formula. Has like the full song lyrics just ready for him based off of like shit that he wrote in the past. Like, Thanks. it's it's not good yeah. songwriting, but it's, it's like impressive. Yeah, it's 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 impressive in a way. I mean, intelligence at least so, I can. I respect it. Ultimately, I think I had a very I had a very profound what I felt to be a profound thought about Weezer mm-hmm. on the way over while listening to uh, OK Human. Okay, I gave two run throughs. I gave once this morning when I woke, and once on the way here. Nice. I think the down the reason I don't like Weezer now is the same reason that I loved them then. That mm-hmm. I don't love... Is that, like... Okay. They've never shied away from being dweebs. Mm-hmm. They've never shied away from being dorks. And what it occurred to me was not necessarily about Weezer, but just about dorks in general. Young dorks are awesome. <laughs> the nerds that suck are the old ones. Mm. The nerds that suck are the ones that want to wear pocket protector... And they only ever wear running shoes everywhere they go. And that's who they are now. (laughs) They're old dweebs. And it's like, I love them. I love them because they are who they are. Because 
young dweebs like cool stuff mm. and they do cool things and mm. they are forced to have personality. Yeah. But now they're just rich. They're the same things as that kid that was really good at fucking calculus that like is a CPA now from your high school. <laughs> where it was just, impressive that you were good at calculus, but now you But still now it's just like, all right, dude, that's <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. Like you're just a tech bro. Yeah. Like that's all you are. All you're just, they're just a tech bro now. Yeah. They're just an old tech guy. They're like Bill Gates with a guitar. <laughs> And it's like, you can do that, man. You can be a nerd. You can be a successful nerd. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to suck your dick anymore, Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, like, you're like my dad's friends that he doesn't even talk to because he's like, they're pussies. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All nerds are pussies. Yeah. And they became pussies. And I was like, I don't like it. Yeah. Not one bit. Yeah. But I love them. And yeah. that's the problem. That's the... that's the problem. And I think from hearing what you said about Van Weezer, I think you're starting to feel the same way. I am. That they're all, they're little dweebs. Yeah. They're little old man dweebs. And they're like, I love them. But like, there's enough bands that were old dorks that haven't aged into old man dweebs. Mm. Like the Pixies were all geeky as fuck. Mm-hmm. And they're still rocking. That's true. Fuck it. Francis Black is still saying crazy shit. <laughs> Just be like, Mashambala! <laughs> 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 yeah dude like they were all weird and now they're all just like yeah. I like that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. keep on rocking that's a really good point man I, I'm, I don't want to I don't want to be that I, you know it's like I want to keep loving them man but you just gotta grow out of it you gotta you yeah, gotta it's move like, past yeah. it and yeah. uh, like, now what do I think that 10 years older people like I don't know how, how old are you 23 okay we're the same age then okay. if like I think people that were in middle school when Pinkerton came out, mm-hmm. like, probably like them more now because they're aging together. That's fair. Like, that, like now that they are 53 and these people are, you know, 38, mm-hmm. they're in the same place. Mm-hmm. They're, like, they're writing about, you know, being like, oh, you know, I want to be with their kids and shit. Like, they all have in- interests that they understand. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand their current interests. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you've all got kids and shit and like you know and I mean it's like your friend that has a sick ass Labor Day party every year they got a sick ass barbecue but now they got three kids and they're still having the barbecue but all you're like I something tells me there's not gonna be beer pong at this time like something tells me I'm not something's gonna be a problem if I puke this year <laughs> and, <I'm, laughs> and it's like oh, that's where that's yeah. So Weezer is for me. Uh, you look at the photo cool. albums and be like, Pinkerton, this is a great time. Blue Album, this is a great time. Make Believe, this is a cool time. Yeah. This is not the best time, the but best a cool time. time. A cool time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cool time. Yeah, I mean, Beverly Hills, not a great song. Beverly Hills uh, at Playboy Mansion? Yeah, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, that's know? cool. Like, yeah, Beverly Hills, the song sucks. Beverly Hills, the music video? All right by me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not when when that pops on the the pop up video. I'm not bitching. I'm yeah. Just like, this is nice. Yeah. Exactly. Remember uh, that? Remember those times? So future artists taking time into account in your progression. Yeah. All right? Deal with it. You're getting old. Change your interests or be. Or weirder. just be a person. Yeah. Be a person. Yeah. Um, all right, Pete. Well, <laughs> thanks for indulging me on my Weezer nerd nerdy no problem, whole dude. thing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you got any shows or anything? Uh, what will this be released? Mm, probably not for like two or three weeks. Oh, then uh, I mean, every Wednesday you'll follow me on Instagram, pdac42. Every Wednesday I got a health show showcase showing up at Temple. Nice. Hit it up, boys. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys.
Honestly, like just having this conversation recorded, I've only met one other big Weezer fan in my life, and I wanted to have this exact conversation with somebody else. He actually, the other guy I met, actually likes Weezer as much as I do, and I would actually still love to have him on the podcast, but he moved out to California. It's fine. Logan, I love you if you're listening. Anyways, Pete was a good perspective to have on it, though. Somebody who is a is a reasonable Weezer fan, you know? He, he has his points, you know? <laughs> Uh, but thanks again, Pete. Follow him on Instagram. Check him out. Support his comedy. Do the whole thing if you want. I don't care. Kind of. I like Pete. I care enough to, to talk about it for Pete. But anyways, thanks for listening. I love you. Amen. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. <laughs>